I came across Tim Rice because he has a group where it's dedicated to nutrition and kind of this keto approach. So I reached out to him to get him on the podcast and this is his first ever podcast. So I'm really excited to share what he's learned, even though he's been on social media and has a huge following. Uh, he laid out in the podcast a really interesting take on his experience with diet and nutrition. Welcome to the Sewing Prosperity Podcast with host Logan Duvall. This father of four is an Arkansas successful small business owner whose world was turned upside down with the cancer diagnosis of his then five-year-old son. As Napoleon Hill famously stated, every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Come and join us on our journey to create a blue zone community with a focus on a holistic approach to anti-cancer, regenerative farming, and strengthening local economies. All right, Tim, uh, I have been uh, following your work for a while uh, on social media, Facebook primarily, and uh, wanted to just visit with you and see how you have gotten to the point where you feel the way you do about nutrition as a uh, a registered dietitian and just learn more about uh, what you're doing and how we can apply those principles you know, to our lives. Well, um my story, my story is, I, you know what, I'm going to tell you that the short version, I, I was uh, diagnosed with, you know, high blood pressure, um, pre-diabetes, I was overweight, um, and my doctor wanted to put me on a statin, and, you know, I only go to annual visit, and this was way back in 1998, so, you know, so back in the 1900s, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, it mo it scared the scared it scared the crap out of me, and I started doing research. And the internet was new back then, you know. So, but I, you know, I would I would get books and and learn, and and I discovered back then what was the Atkins diet. I don't know if you've heard of that, but oh yeah, but um, some of the original gangsters of the low carb movement, you know, were involved with the Atkins diet. Like, like, do you uh, uh, do you know uh, Dr. Eric Westman? I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, well, he was a researcher for Dr. Atkins, but anyway, in in other words, I bought the Atkins book. And it worked for me. And I didn't even care about science or anything. I just went right to the place in the book where it says, what can I eat? You know, and and uh, it worked. I lost 165 pounds. I reversed my diabetes. I never took the statin because I, I found so much conflicting information. And this, you know, of course, this is, you know, 25 years ago. But... I got so excited about my transformation. I started teaching my friends and and whatnot. And I was a salesperson at the time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I I would sell liquor to grocery stores, and I just was so impassioned about it. I wanted to, you know, even it was even though it was later in life, I wanted to change my direction or career. So 
I went back to college. I, uh, you know, I, I got my master's degree in, uh, in nutrition and dietetics only to discover that what I was taught because I had schooled myself independently, you know, with books and the internet, everything, almost everything that they taught me in college was wrong. So that fired me up and I started, you know, my social media campaign to try to educate people on, you know, like the fallacies. You know, I didn't realize at the time, but registered dietitians are just gatekeepers of the food pyramid. When the government, you know, it's a... It, it's federally, you know, I'm, I'm registered federally in the United States, but they want you to, they want you to follow, you know, the rules that kind of, that coincide with, you know, a lot of the dogma that, you know, hopefully people are starting now to realize is BS, you know, and so I just started this, uh, I started up my uh, Unlearn Rethink website and and I've just been trying to create content that is shareable because that's how things float around on the internet you know you, you share something that people are interested in they'll share it you know it's like I'm not like an influencer that cares about likes and crap like that I care about shares I want to make something that you know just little nuggets of information that people will want to share and it's just it's just taken off in the last well I'd say in the last five or six years you know I've gotten you know like almost 75,000 um, followers that are just sharing it and sharing it and it's just it's it's exciting to me and of course as a registered dietitian I counsel I counsel people and um, it's, it's just, it's, but it's very frustrating when you hear, you know, like people in your own family or friends say that dogmatic stuff, you know, and I'm just trying to do my part to, you know, get people really to get people to do their own research you know, and, and not just, well, you know, my granddaddy used to say, you know, that that's great, <laughs> but you know, nutrition is a science, you know, and it's just like any other science, just like tech, just like anything, it advances with time. And, you know, a lot of doctors, you know, they don't even, they're not even taught nutrition. You know, and if they are, it's the dogmatic, you know, eat, you know, six to 11 uh, servings of grains every day and, you know, stuff like, right. <laughs> and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's a it's a high mountain we have to climb, but there's so much misinformation out there. Well, let's dive into that, Tim. Let's let's hit like what was the biggest thing that opened your eyes that uh, that were on the the wrong track with kind of that status quo of 
nutrition? Well, prior to, you know, my, my, all my many diagnoses that I told you about already, I tried to do everything, the traditional count calories and eat low fat, because if I'm eating fat, it's just gonna make me fat, you know, like, and I did all of that and combined with running and running and running. And I, it was, it was just too hard. And then, but when I discovered about, you know, insulin levels and, and, and how that's what is triggering fat storage, it, it just opened up a whole new world to me, you know, and I, I actually went back and read the beginning of that Atkins book. But since then, I've, I read every book by a trusted source that I can find. I, <laughs> one of the good things I did learn in college is that I learned how to read, you know, a, a study, you know, the studies that, you know, are published in medical journals because it's in another language, man. You know, it. they use words that if, you know, that, that the average Joe don't understand. And I at least learned how to speak their language. And I'm constantly trying to update, you know, things have even changed for me over the course of my education. You know, I, I didn't. I was on a ketogenic diet and I didn't even know it, but, but then I understood what a ketogenic diet was and I thought it needed to be dominated by fat, you know, 70% needs to be healthy fats. Well, there's nothing wrong with that at all. If, you know, especially if you're like epileptic, but that's, I realize that there are different degrees of low carb diets that for different situations, you know, like it's really more about protein. And it took me years to, to realize that whenever somebody would, you know, speak so highly of protein, I was all about, no, it's all about the fats, but you know, it's, it being in ketosis or, or leaving it, living a, ketogenic lifestyle it it isn't generated by how much it's not a fat eating contest it's it's an absence of carbohydrates contest and it's just amazing how you know my clients and myself have just reversed so many things that you wouldn't even think were i mean to a lay person you wouldn't even think it was diet related but like simple things like, you know, like when I was telling you, like I was doing a lot of running back when I was counting calories and didn't know what I was doing. I did damage to my knees from running like a mad person on concrete for years. And it created inflammation to the point where, <clears throat> you know, I thought, well, running is just not for me. It's just going to have to be a walking thing from now on. But just eating an anti-inflammatory diet, which is mostly carnivore is what I've evolved to. I'm running again and, and my knees don't hurt. I can even like when I'm doing, I do these little workouts, you know, 
daily or, you know, maybe I'll take maybe five days a week. And I could never do squats because that's, there's too much involvement of my knees. You know, I'd be doing, you know, my dumbbells and all this and that and whatever, but squats were out of the question. Now I can do squats. My knees don't hurt anymore. You know, little things like that, you know, it's like, I, I now that I'm a registered dietitian, I can order my own labs. I don't need to, to play that game with the general practitioner doctor that's going to tell me that I need to go on a statin and that, and they, a lot of them don't even understand, you know, how to interpret a, the lipid profile of somebody that's on a ketogenic or carnivore diet. And I don't have to deal with that anymore. And I can order them, you know, I can order labs for my clients and we just, we're, we're just taking out the middleman. We're just, just going right. I'm a, I'm, well, I'm a big proponent of, you know, food is medicine. You know, it really is. And, and it's also, you know, obviously, you know, slow poison if you're eating all the wrong things. So let's take a little dive into that, that, that carb and protein aspect, uh, because, and, and then you, you had mentioned carnivore. So early on, after my son was diagnosed with cancer, I read the China study and that was, uh, you know, meat causes cancer. Uh, the, the casein protein is, you know, very anti or very inflammatory causing cancer, eat plants, right? Like that was, that's what my takeaway was from it. And so I was terrified of meat absolutely uh cut it out of, of my son's diet we we limited it very very vegetarian in our approach plant-based vegetarian and then as we as i continue to study the plant paradox stephen gundry's like hey maybe plants aren't perfect right like there's some negatives there's some downsides of it and then got into oh, terry yes. walls's work and she started incorporating organ oh. meats and things and so it just slowly like hey these are some positives of meat and so just as that progression happened, uh, I, I flip-flopped, really. And I, I'm to the point now that I'm very much a meat-based, uh, even to the extreme of carnivore, in how we apply. But I want to I understand more on that uh, negative side of the overindulgence of carbs. Uh, Chris Palmer's work, uh, Brain Energy, was very eye-opening on the, yes. the, uh, the, the brain and how it works not really well on carbs. Right. And so tell, right. tell me some of that, the negatives of the, the carbs in the way that we consume them in this standard American diet. Well, I mean, what, what a lot of people don't realize is like you've got to eliminate sugars. And even, you know, there's some carbohydrates that have some benefits, but once you, once you, once you wrap your head around um, bioavailability and nutrient density. There's really no question as to which is better if you if you're looking at both. And then, and then there's also you know like like there's lectins and you know just there are chemicals in a lot of plants that that are a detriment to your cardiovascular health as well. And you mentioned, you know, uh, your, what was it? Your daughter, or your son My had son. cancer, Yeah, your son. Um, you know, what, what people don't realize they, they look at me like I have three heads. You know, I, when I, when I start talking about how 
glucose, which is, you know, your, your blood sugar, can feed tumors. I'm not saying that sugar causes cancer. I'm saying that it is a fuel to grow cancer. Okay. I don't know how, how I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how the cancer got there in the first place, but I know that there are many cancers that thrive on glucose. So it just makes common sense to avoid extra glucose. I mean, your body is going to make a certain amount. You know, that there's there's this process, it's called gluconeogenesis. And long story short, it's, it's your liver is making all the glucose. There's a few mechanisms in your body that do require glucose, but they're very few. And your liver will create that glucose that your body needs. You don't have to eat it. Well, you know, that's, that was like a revolution for me. It's like, and then Dr. Westman uh, wrote a paper, I want to say like in 2003, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but the whole point of the paper was, are carbohydrates even essential? And they're not. You, you, you have essential um, fatty acids and you have essential um, amino acids. And so why, what is, and then when you realize that there's no, there's no um, vitamin or mineral that you're missing out on by not eating carbohydrates. And people say, well, where are you getting your vitamin C? Well, okay. See, that, that, that's twofold. You can get some vitamin C from meat, you know, if, and also when you're in ketosis or your, your body doesn't need as much vitamin C because when you're a carboholic, you've got glucose and vitamin C fighting for the same cell receptors. So you got to overload yourself with the vitamin C to get the vitamin C. But when you don't, have so much glucose in your bloodstream your body's not fighting and when you do you know like you can get vitamin c just from squeezing the damn lemon in your water you know what i mean you don't need as much as you think you do and now and and there's a little mythology there too because people think you know oh i got a cold it's because i didn't drink enough vitamin c where's the orange juice and, and it's that's not that is not vitamin C is important for your immune system, but if it's not available to your cells, you're not doing yourself any good if you're drinking vitamin C that's surrounded with sugar because sugar is going to win that little battle with you know vitamin C and and sugar fighting for that same cell receptor. Sugar is going to win every time. So you, essentially, it's not bioavailable. So what's the point? All you're doing is loading yourself up with sugar, and your body makes the you know the only sugar that you need. So you know I enjoy some vegetables because you know they're delicious, but I don't, I can't 
I, you know, I, I can't recommend the starchy ones and I can't eat. I mean, I, I just occasionally eat vegetables now, but very rarely I've just found them non-essential. And I don't ever, you know, I think most people, I don't know. I, nobody craves vegetables, do they? I mean, I mean, anybody is like, Ooh, I just gotta have me some, you know, Brussels sprouts. I, you know, that there's nothing wrong with Brussels sprouts. In fact, that's one of the better ones. But I'm just I'm just saying it, it's not necessary. And if you're metabolically challenged, like if you have a metabolical disease, if you're overweight, if you have diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, you have heart disease, and you get rid of all of that inflammatory, you know, the the uh elements to plants it's amazing how quickly your symptoms start to reverse themselves your blood pressure goes down you know people don't realize is that blood pressure they think it's all because oh i put too much salt on that steak nope it doesn't have anything to do with salt it really doesn't what it has to do with is a salt retention you look at the root cause what is causing me to retain sodium sugar or sorry salt sodium and and the answer is is all of this insulin that i'm generating because of all the sugar that i'm eating it triggers my kidneys to retain sodium sodium isn't the cause of the high blood pressure it's the retaining of sodium so you quit the sugar then you you don't have excess insulin your blood pressure goes down it's like magic but i mean if god bless you know i'm taking care of my mother right now she's 82 years old if i went in there and i asked her what food causes high blood pressure she'd tell me oh salt you know because that's what it's ingrained it's just because it salt sodium retention is just a symptom it's not you've got to find the root cause and address the root cause and it's hyperinsulinemia is like the root cause of almost all metabolic diseases and the best way to get rid of hyperinsulinemia get rid of sugar Get rid of sugar. Get rid of all those excess carbs. So one thing that uh, kind of stands out with with all of this is uh, when we look at cancer specifically, we we got Otto Warburg to look back on. And yes, inde- indefinitely, like there or without question, glucose fuels cancer metabolism. And and then so yeah. then Dr. Thomas Seafried, he's taken it a step further and identified that yes, Otto Warburg was right, but we've also got the glutamine metabolism there too, which fuels it. So, and uh, Dr. Seafried, you know, he told me, he said, you know, meat does not cause cancer, but neither does sugar, but it absolutely fuels it. And so that approach yeah. has been really eye-opening for me. Um, and so going back to my kids, my oldest is now, he's fourth grade. So, you know, we'll go in there and have lunch with them. And all I see on these lunch tables is milk. And I think it was 26 grams of sugar in a carton of uh, chocolate milk. There were baked oh. beans. It was, you know, these little pizzas. And all it was is this absolute sugar-filled uh, trash, right, it is what the kids yeah. were eating. I mean, I, now we send, you know, uh, my kids lunches with them. But 
we, we have that going on to where we do have the hyperinsulinemia. And uh, the big connection for me to go a step further is minerals, right? And so now because of that, we're burning magnesium at an extremely high rate. And so we have this magnesium deficiency that is an epidemic. I yes. have seen simply cha- clean up your diet and supplement with magnesium to be an absolute game changer for so many people. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm, you know, I'm a food first kind of person, but, you know, magnesium has been depleted in the soil and, and it's, it, like you said, it, it's, it's, it, we're way more um, magnesium uh, depleted now than we were a hundred years ago because everything, you know, the soils changed and everything. I, for most things, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a food first, you know, you don't need supplements cause you, you know, you need it in your food, but the only, the only, uh, vitamin that I take for myself is magnesium because of what you just said. I, I need, well, and I occasionally take melatonin because I get so worked up. I have difficulty sleeping, but that's natural too. And you know, whatever, but, but, you know, I don't need, I get all the essential, you know, vitamins and minerals from my food, but you're right. Magnesium. And also it helps you sleep. It it relaxes you. If you take it at night, it, it was a game changer for me. I'm a big proponent of supplementing with, with magnesium. Magnesium. Uh, so I have a, a, a farmer's market. And then because of what we've gone through with Lander, my son, we added a health food store. And so it's really, you know, I'm primarily focused on the, the gut microbiome and minerals. Those two things are just right. extremely important uh, in when you look at it. You know, the, you got the work of like Morley Robbins where he brings in copper, which is, is really, really interesting. Um, and then right. magnesium. And uh, so I really think because of the ag connection we have, it is absolutely positively mineral deficient in our food system, regardless. And that's because it goes back to this soil. It goes to glyphosate, the the chelating agent that just binds up the minerals that could could be there. Um, And so I think just because of how the world is at the moment, we have to supplement with minerals. Uh, and I think that we get yes. our other essentials, uh, amino acids, uh, our uh, fat-soluble vitamins. I think that's that comes from food, and I agree wholeheartedly. It's interesting that you brought up melatonin because I've spoken with Dr. Russell Ryder, and uh, he is the melatonin man. Uh, I think I think Dr. <laughs> Ryder's now 86, been studying it since like 64 or something. And um, where... Where that has been a game changer, Tim, is in the cancer world, the alternative cancer world. They are showing the efficacy of utilizing high-dose melatonin as stopping metastasis. Um, and oh this, my. this is a, a relatively new study. I think it came out in July of uh, this year that Dr. Ryder published uh, showing that. Uh, and so I'll send you that uh, You know, when we wrap up because it's something that I think we should all be aware of. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. One thing that I do want to hit on, uh, this is kind of the main reason that I even reached out to you, is uh, 
the MTHFR. I think that's something that we need to do a lot better job of explaining and getting the awareness around that. And so I have uh, three SNPs that are, uh, you know, messed up. That means uh, my kids have, you know, at least one, right? I've not had them fully DNA tested to know all of it. But what, what I was really scared about early on was got to have folate we got to have folate and then you start looking at this folic acid connection that is just absolutely poison uh but where do you get it right everything you read online or anything that dietitian's going to say is you need your greens get your greens get your greens get your greens now that takes us in this vegetable tangent right to where now we have phytic acid we have oxalates we have all these other negatives that you know dr chafee i think's done a really good job on on laying that out there but what have you seen with MTHFR, and how would you recommend, you know, a client uh, to deal with it? You know, honestly, I, I don't want to steer anybody wrong. When I'm not a, an expert on a certain element of of um, of nutrition, I my next step would be to look into it from credible sources. But I honestly haven't with my clients, I haven't experienced a lot with that. And I know very little. I think, I think I'm sorry to disappoint. No, you're good. You're good, brother. I think that's what, what we have to do is like, we kind of identify it and then let's go down and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Uh, What Dr. Chafee said was he said, add liver, right? Like add liver, get your folate from liver. Well, and I'm all, and, and I'm a huge proponent of organ meats and, you know, you know, average Joe is going to like, you know, kind of give me the, give me that look because everybody, you know, like, well, grandma made me eat liver and onions when I was a kid and I hated it, you know, and, but, oh my God, if you look at it, look at it like medicine. I mean, beef liver, calf liver, all the organ meats are, are just probably the healthiest of all meats, you know, when it comes to you know, the nutrient density and, and bioavailability. And, you know, if that's, that's where, you know, like all these foodies, you know, it's like, you want to, you know, when, when, when they're creating their, their delicious meals and, and all they do is add sugar to it and that makes it delicious. I ain't impressed, but you want to, you want to be you want to be a real chef make beef liver take, taste delicious and i think it can be done i mean all i do i've gotten so used to eating liver that all i do is just put um you know uh what is it called montreal steak seasoning and just put it on there with some salt and some pepper and but but i look at it like it's not it doesn't have to be delicious man it's medicine damn it it's medicine a super easy yeah a a super easy workaround that we've done is we've just worked with our farmers and the processor to add uh, heart and liver to the ground and that that ancestral blend you you don't even notice it's in there it's easy so you do you know a burger or whatever and you've got you've got your liver in there uh and then of course you know the heart has a ton of ton of benefits too so what uh what uh, can we do to send people your way to learn more? Where 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 can we find out more about your work and what you do? Well, um, on 
on Facebook, um, my professional page is Unlearn Rethink. Um, you know, of course, feel free to follow follow my uh, my page, Tim Tim Rice RD. And um, but the most important thing, and every day when I post on my professional page, I post a link and that's an invitation to my Facebook group. That is where I share all of the, you know, I, whenever, you know, um, Dr. Chaffee or anyone, Eric Westman, all the, I follow all the credible doctors whenever they post anything, I share it in there. So it's, it's like a, it's like a one-stop shop. You go, you go into my group. It's called, it's called, uh, unlearn, rethink interactive. And you can ask questions. You can, and there's so many knowledgeable people in there. I mean, we have diabetes experts. We've got, you know, experts on type one diabetes, you know, the Hashimoto's, you know, if you ask a question about any malady, there's going to be an expert in there that that'll answer your questions if it's not me. And, but, but like there's, I would say of all the people on social media that I follow the credible sources that generates about between 30 and 45 new postings every day. So it's, it's like reading a nutrition newspaper on the internet, you yeah. know, because whatever's new, whatever's happening programs, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, seminars. Um, it, we, I posted all on there. new articles, you know, it's like just recently there was a Harvard study where, where they were saying that red meat causes diabetes, you know, and then of course every reputable doctor out there is debunking it. And so I put all the versions of, 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 uh, of different people debunking it, you know, uh, Zoe Harcomb, Nina Teicholz, you know, they all, you know, and it's just a way, you know, I try to teach people how to do their own research, but I look at my Facebook group as a jump start on that because at least I, I put in there what I feel is a credible source. And when you start reading it, you know, it's like, like just earlier you mentioned, you know, when you were talking about that doctor uh, about melatonin, I had never even heard of him. And now, thanks to you, I know about him and I'm going to look into him and I'm going to learn everything about him and his work and all that stuff. But, but that's like, like for those people who are scared and they're, they're, you know, they're obese and they just got diagnosed with diabetes that, and they're trying to, to learn how to reverse it and, and do something for their health. It's just a, it's my Facebook group is a jump start to just figuring it, figuring out what works for you. And, and those are the, I, I have my own website, but it's just kind of sitting dormant right now. Um, I've, I've been working with a, a group called um, Health Quest Global that they're an upstart that hasn't gone live yet. But they're going to be a big deal because they've got, you know, they've got resources and they've got some of the most 
most popular um, and most important um, low carb doctors, you know, Ken Berry. You've heard of Ken Berry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's coming and, on the yeah, podcast he, uh, soon. Oh, he, he's, he, he, I love Ken Berry because he knows how to talk to the average guy. You know what I mean? I tend to, I got to watch it because I'll use big words and, and then people will glaze over and, but he knows how to talk to, you know, average Joe where, you know, and, and sometimes I'll like, when I'm going to be talking about a certain thing with a client, I'll watch one of his videos because he helps me put it in and he's got that Southern drawl just like me. So <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm a, I love yeah. It. I remember before anybody knew who he was, he, uh, he came and wanted to be, um, wanted to do a live video on my, uh, my, uh, in my Facebook group. And I didn't even know who the hell he was at that yeah. point. And this was yeah. like six, seven years ago. And I figured, well, what the hell? Uh, you know, I said, do it. You know, it's like, I don't know what his philosophy on this and that and the other is. I didn't know who the hell he was, but he was so nice. I just figured, oh, what the hell? I put it on there and put him in there. And uh, and then I've just watched him become like now I see his face at the grocery store on the on those <laughs> magazines when you're checking out. It's like I've just watched him blow up and it, it's been very exciting. I've watched a lot of that but anyway everyone is welcome if you want to um want to find me on i i use instagram just to you know make the graphics that i that i hopefully are shareable and that are educational for people but but i'm mostly focused on facebook unlearn rethink is my uh, professional page where all those graphics that i made live and most importantly unlearn rethink um interactive is where where the articles and the studies and the and everything is that that's my passion is just educating people and so many people have just turned their you know their their medical situations around just from reading and applying it to their yeah. lives you know it doesn't well, even keep it up my friend yeah, thank thank you, thank you for your work. Uh, keep keep it up. Uh, appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, you send me anything you've got, I'll stay active in uh, in the community. And then uh, I'll send you I'll send you that study that Doctor Ryder uh, sent me uh, when we get off here. Hey, and thank you very much for inviting me to do this. I'm I'm trying to get used to this. I told myself actually, it. I told myself as a New Year's resolution. I I've turned down so many opportunities to be on podcasts just because I was shy and scared. Yeah. And, uh, and I told myself this new year's resolution, I'm not going to say no to podcasts. And then it's like, just when I thought of that, that here we are, it's not even new year's yet. And then, uh, this, this neurologist in the Philippines, uh, I call him Dr. Don because he has a last name that I can't pronounce. He he invited me on his podcast, and then right when I finished doing that one, then you asked me, and I was like, you know what? I told myself I'm not going to say no. I I don't know you. You don't know me, but I want to meet people, and I want to get out there, and I appreciate the opportunity that you gave me to do my 
you know, my second podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, the podcasts are a big deal. Get get on them and uh, we'll keep plugging away. The community's big. There's a lot of us coming together and I think a lot of positive change right around the corner. Well, God bless you and thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Sewing Prosperity. Be sure to follow along across the social media platforms, including YouTube, and be sure to go to sewingprosperity.com.